welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BMB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss the ice guy and his cool female colleague, Malevolent Spirits Monogatari, and Inspector 2. So I guess the theme this week is yokai. I know you love yokai. You're like the biggest Natsume Yujin Cho fan. Huge fan. Love it. You gave me that book about yokai a while ago too. Did I? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what it was called, but it was a very interesting book. It had like different uh, yokai and stories about them. Oh, I think I recall now. Yeah, um, I just find them fascinating and I love seeing how... They are popular in anime, so it's nice to see how different shows sort of twist on them. And the three that we are here discussing, they are very different from one another. They are. One is like a romantic comedy. One is kind of a mystery of the week show, I think. And uh, one is lots of uh, people talking all the time. Yeah, I would say so. Although I think that second one is not as much mystery of the week as you think, but we can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah, I only watched the first episode, so do we want to start with uh, the ice guy and his cool female colleague? Sure. And this is the romance of the three that you mentioned earlier. It's a single court series uh, with a manga as its source, and it's very fluffy, very sweet. And honestly, I thought you were going to stick with this. You know, like, in any other season, I probably would have. But there's just too many anime I'm watching. I probably have, like, 30 things I'm following this season. Yeah. So I, this was one of the the ones I was less excited about, so I just dropped it. Okay. I, I mean, that makes sense. I think it's because I love yokai so much that so I was able to stick with it, and I really like the sort of workplace setting that I wish I got more of, like, that adult. Yeah character you know that the adult age frame and then like the workplace setting i just think it's a little bit more engaging than the typical school setting that we get i I do agree i do agree and it's uh i guess from what i recall the the main joke is that the guy is uh he's like a ice yokai of some sort and he makes everything cold yeah he's a descendant from a yuki ona a snow woman right right so yeah his emotions are heavily affected or he heavily affects like everything with his emotions so like when he's really embarrassed or shy it's like starts snowing around him and when he's like excited or something he'll just like ice everything around him so it's pretty cute and it's pretty repetitive but i don't think it's actually too repetitive they're able to like twist it in different ways and this might be why i guess i can understand why you're not as into this because Thinking back on past shows, like you weren't really into Komi-san Can't Communicate, right? No, I didn't. Didn't watch that at all. And I think, I'm not sure, you can correct me on this, is that you maybe got tired with like how difficult of a time Komi has with her communication. Like she struggles every episode, right? It's always like situations around how she like struggles to express herself. Uh, Yeah, and that one I'd already read the manga, so I was a bit less excited to see what's going to happen. 
Yeah, and you have a lot of that frustration here, although it's not frustrating for me. I think it's adorable, but I can see how it might be kind of frustrating for viewers because, like, you know he has a crush on her, and she seems to be growing in her affections for him, but it's like this very unrequited thing at the moment with these really cute scenarios that they're thrown into with him, like obviously wanting to be with her and her totally like being oblivious to most of it. That sounds about what I was expecting from the first episode, which isn't necessarily bad. I remember there was some some cute side couple as well. Is that right? There are. There are quite a few because um, he's not the only one. It seems like pretty common in this world that there are people who live here who are descendants from yokai. That's accepted. And I remember when I first watched the uh, first episode, I kind of misunderstood that. I thought it was metaphorical. <laughs> like, I thought this guy and his feelings were just, like, being expressed like uh. that, and it wasn't real. And they make <laughs> that pretty clear that it's real, right? Yeah. So you've got, like, this guy who's descendant from a phoenix, and he's got, like, this bright orange hair, and he's, like, very, like, out there and very excitable, and he's got a huge crush on this very human woman who is totally oblivious to his feelings. Mm. She just thinks that he's, like, an overexcited new employee that she has to train uh and then you have this cute very obvious fox girl she's got very fox-like personality traits Mm -hmm. mischievous uh silly and she's sort of the love interest of this other human guy who is the total opposite of her he's very serious right so you have a different few different options here to ship so who's your favorite ship of course i love the main character i think he's so cute Yeah, yeah, I really do like their interactions because as it might seem frustrating with the girl being kind of oblivious, I don't think she is as much as she pretends to be. Mm -hmm. I think she does like him and you can sort of see that growing as the episodes progress. And I don't know, I just like the two of them together. Okay, yeah, I remember from the first episode, they they seemed pretty cute. I I am surprised they're your favorite though. Usually in shows like this, one of the... The side couples ends up being more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because the side characters here are, they're present. Hmm. But for some reason, I'm just not as interested in them personally as I am with the other two, with the main two. I think they have the most personality, the cutest interactions. And it's just like, that's how they've been written. And it is unfortunate because I do like it when there's a little bit more balance between all the characters in a setting like this, a romance like this. But... Yeah, not as much emphasis placed on the side characters here. Okay, that's too bad. So how how would you say it uh, compares to my my favorite workplace romance, uh, Working? Working? Oh, Remember working? you know, they're very different tones, Dragla. I don't think you can really put them on the same table here. Because, well, yes, they're situational comedies, right, workplace, and there are these obvious couples that you should be shipping here. I think working is definitely way more of a comedy. Hmm. Okay. Right? Like, there's, like, ridiculous situations. It's not always centered on romance. No, Most of it's not centered on romance. (laughs) So, yeah, I think they're pretty different. Okay. I do wonder if, because we're almost near the end, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's only one or two episodes left. And... There have been hints of progress in this romance, but nothing of substance, really. Like, they've exchanged phone numbers, they, they exchanged text messages, but no, like, kissing or hand-holding or anything like that. And I feel like it's probably going to never happen at the end of the season. Really? I don't know if that's, like, yeah, I kind of wonder if it's 
like not wanting to go past the whole office romance rule, right? Like they haven't stated that. And it seems like their boss who looks to be like the personification of Buddha, he looks like a human Buddha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of he, he provides scenarios that like gets them together. So it seems like he's supportive of it. But like part of me also thinks that the show doesn't want there to be like an explicit romance because that's like kind of against what is accepted in the workplace. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, based on my experience with uh, shows like Isagi Jop, I don't think they'd worry too much about what's accepted, but you never <laughs> Well, know. maybe not for that writer, right? For those writers, but for this writer, I feel like there's like this line they don't want to cross. Maybe that's just me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like that's the line I'm fine with crossing for once, but uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would love... I would love to see the two of them actually confess to one another by the end of the season. And then it just like ends there. That'd be great. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one, which again, I think is just me. Malevolent Spirits Monogatari. Yeah, this one, I honestly don't even remember the first episode too well. (laughs) I think I can get an idea of why you might have dropped it, but you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But this is another single course show, 12 episodes, TV series from a manga, which I don't... Did you read this one? No, I never read this one. I mean, I guess if you can't remember it, then you didn't read it. No, I I don't think I ever read this. Yeah. um, And then this is another obvious fantasy because we were talking about yokai. But in this particular series, they're not explicitly called yokai. They are spirits of objects, tsukumogami. (laughs) And uh, they are brought to life from like human-made objects. Oh, is this the one where there's... There's like one one guy likes them and the girl hates them or the other way around. Other way around. The guy is from like a family, like a renowned family of, I don't know if exorcist is the right word. I right. think that's basically what they do. They send them back to where they came from. But his he's like traumatized. You see at the very first episode that he like lost his very close siblings. He had like these two older siblings he looked up to and they, they died very traumatically right in front of him. Um, and it just, like, gives him this deep-seated grudge against all Tsukumogami. So, like, he okay. doesn't think anything good of them anymore. And then he gets sort of, like, thrown into this living situation where he has to live with this girl and her group of Tsukumogami that are all very loyal to her. Okay, I, I do remember this first episode, actually. I, yeah. I kind of I, I kind of liked it, but I, again, watching too much stuff. Again, watching, yeah. I thought originally that maybe you didn't like it because of the main character, because he comes off, at the very start, he comes off as that, like, stereotypical shonen lead, very, like, stubborn, kind of reminds me of, like, Aaron Yeager with, like, that deep-seated, you know, grudge, very single-minded focus. But he actually changes pretty quickly. Like, he still has that serious persona, but there's, like, an obvious understanding of where that comes from. Mm Mm-hmm. But then he learns very quickly, based on what he's seen while he's like living in that house with them, that they are not all the same. And he okay. makes that like distinction between the two very quickly. Yeah, I did. I did remember thinking like, oh, this could be a good uh, shift with these two characters. Mm-hmm. How did that go? I think it's like it hasn't like taken off like that because uh, that's not really like the focus of the show, even though they like hint at it, right? That. Mm-hmm. They are now her Sukumogami there. They now kind of are 
expecting him to sort of get married to her eventually, like be a betrothed, because they're supposed to be like her objects of betrothal, I think. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, And you learn a secret about who this girl is and why she's so important. Mm. Uh, They haven't like elaborated too far and we're already almost near the end, so I don't think that they can wrap this up in one season. I feel like this should be a two-season series um, once they, like, fully unveil who she is and, like, okay. other people take advantage of that because there's, like, all these hints about other Sigma Gami and other, like, exorcist families wanting to use her, but they're all sort of on this agreement to not touch her. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'll like, get a second season? Man, it's hard to say. I think it might... But I don't know how popular this is. Have you seen anyone talk about it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, so like it's it's well, but also uh, like, produced. None of my none of my Twitter friends talk about any anime anymore. So. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, like I think it's well produced. I think it looks good. I think the writing's interesting. It's uh, never really bored me week mm. to week, even though we haven't honestly made too much progress other than his like individual growth as a person okay so do you want it to get a second season i do want it to get a second season yes cool do you think i would yeah. like it <sighs> man it's always so hard to tell with you drag <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really hard to tell i can't tell if you'd like it or not i feel like you would because even though there's like also there are some combat scenes but it's not like a lot it's not overwhelming in a way you would be like oh it's fighting 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 no it's not that bad <laughs> and it, it's more of like the mystery of him like encountering different sukumagami and like starting to understand the nuances between them and starting to understand that hey maybe his side isn't like they're not all good guys like just because his family is from a specific clan that doesn't mean like the other clans are of the same like philosophy about how they treat Sukumagami. Okay. I think he will eventually like become very loyal to her as well. He he already is kind of cuz like he lives with them and he made that agreement to live with them. Mm. But I think there's a lot more room for development and you might like it. Okay. I probably won't have time to watch it since I'm behind on what I am watching already, but yeah yeah i mean you went on a trip right so you're like behind on a lot of shows so i would save this maybe for a rainy day if you need something okay that reminds me something completely unrelated but uh, i think anime is becoming mainstream now i saw a car the other day painted with uh my favorite character from boku no or what's it called hero academy the uh the crazy murderer girl wait really yeah, it was like she was on the entire side of the car, like covering two doors. Okay, where were you? I was in South Carolina. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't expect it in South Carolina. If it was like, yeah. say, here in Seattle or like, you know, in some place in California where I feel like there's a fairly high density of like, younger people who watch anime, like not too weird. But South Carolina? Yeah, it was the whole car too. Completely, completely shameless. <laughs> that's great. And then part of me wonders, it's like, oh, well, maybe there was a convention nearby. I doubt it. It's South Carolina, but you never know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pretty mainstream, I feel. It's accessible now more than ever, right? It's available in many different streaming platforms, frustratingly so. (laughs) With that set aside, we can go ahead and move on finally to the show that we're both watching, Inspector 2. Yay, Inspector 2. 
Since I talk so much about mine, how about you give a little intro about this? Sure. So this is a sequel of Inspector One, and it's a pun, obviously. It is a pun. <laughs> Inspector, but with like, you know, Spectre like a ghost with a weird slash in between the words. Yes. And it's also a pun in Japanese, but a different pun. Oh, is it? Yes. This one's about yokai as well. When the yokai have problems, they have this human who's their interface with the human world and tries to solve problems between humans and yokai. And she is a giant smartass. And she, she basically like annoys this guy into becoming her boyfriend, who all the monsters are scared of. And most of the time, like there will be some monster problem, and then she'll go to talk to them. And a lot of the time, she'll like. It seems like she solved the problem, but she just made up nonsense. But she she usually uh, makes everyone happy, whether it's uh, true or not. Does that summarize everything? Yeah, I mean, this show is a master manipulator of expectations, I guess, and is a pro at bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although they've done it so long now that now I basically just assume everything is bullshit. So, <laughs> well, isn't it then surprising when it's not? <laughs> Sometimes, sure, but it's very rare that it's not. Yeah, yeah. You're like listening to her, and you're like, I know this is a lie. This is a lie somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it is kind of entertaining. You still think that after one and a half seasons, now or almost two seasons, do you still feel that way? Uh. I, I liked the arc with the Yuki Onna. I think that's everyone's favorite this season. Yeah, but otherwise, I I have I've been kind of bored, honestly. Really? So you are bored now? Yeah. Well, this latest one's okay too. The one with like okay. the the will. Oh yeah, with the the hotel family. Yeah. Did you feel that way? You think in the first season? Uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like pacing issues or something. Um. Pacing and content, I suppose. I think it's just like, this show is too much of a smartass for its own good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it tries to be too clever. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. What, what do you think of it? I have to agree with you that the Yuki Ona arc, which is like what, sort of the second arc, mm-hmm. it was the most interesting. Although I remember feeling a little put off at first. Because as much as I liked that arc in the characters, specifically the character of the Yukiona, I thought she was a little too similar in personality to Kotoko. I was like, this is like this the snow woman version of Kotoko. The way that she talks and like her smartest way of interacting with the human felt very similar to the way that Kotoko talks to uh, Sakuragawa. That's true. She, she's similar, but I would say a bit less annoying. Yeah. Uh, it was just at the start that I got that impression. And then, like, the more that she talked and interacted with the dude, I was like, oh, you know, I really do like her. And um, yeah. I was surprised at the culmination of that arc. I liked sort of the routes they took. And when they finally brought him before Kotoko, and she, like, was talking about how perhaps he did murder his wife, I was actually starting to get nervous. I was like, wait. Did they really, like, give me this unreliable narrator and make me like this guy and he's actually a murderer? <laughs> so, like, that got me. I wasn't too right. I knew she she's bullshitting. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I guess I had forgotten about how much she, like, lied to me the first season because I was starting to be a little worried. I am glad how that turned out. 
Yeah, I think what made that arc work so well is that Kodoka and the boy didn't show up and for like a couple episodes. Yeah, that threw me off. I was kind of like, wait, aren't they going to appear? How many episodes are we getting without these two? Yeah. And it, it let you like actually get some emotional attachment to the, the characters yes, and yes. the mystery, which uh, has been less the case than the other ones. Like, for example, this uh, Will arc. The Will arc is still slightly more interesting to me than the previous apartment one. The apartment one, I think, yeah. is the one that int- like was the least interesting of the ones that we've had so far. Totally agree. Like, I was just like, so what? Okay, people are killing themselves in this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we were with Kotoko a lot. And I guess we got sort of a blast of the past with uh, Rika, as she appears briefly as one of the apartment's inhabitants. Right. But um, then she disappears just as quickly. So it, I wondered, did she really matter? Are we going to see her again this season? <laughs> but, guess we'll yeah, see. The, the current hotel arc is interesting it's just like i don't really care about the characters as much as i did with the yukiona one yeah exactly they are they're all uh i'll just say i wasn't surprised when uh some of the twists were revealed <laughs> the, the twists were were surprising to me i i expected i guess one of the siblings to have like their own plan but for all of them yeah i guess that was cool but i i did think they were all probably horrible people so i I meant I, I wasn't too surprised by their character. I I don't really need a third season of this, I think. What about you? You think you'll be done with this second season? Yeah. I guess my curiosity is, like, we're so close to the end, right? We only have a couple of more episodes to go. Like, how are they going to end this in any sense of completion to where we will feel like, okay, this is a good place to stop. I don't need a third season. I assume they'll just finish this hotel arc and that's it. Isn't that kind of lame, though? Because I feel like unless they really pull out the stops and do something surprising, I feel like this particular arc is not the greatest place to stop. I agree, but isn't this like, I don't know, is it a light novel? It is from a novel. Yeah, it probably goes on forever. You would think they'd end with something stronger then. Come on. <laughs> like maybe the, the final, final episode will be something different. Like they'll finish this arc an episode early and then do something a little bit more quirky or memorable at the end i hope maybe i doubt it but i guess we'll see if anything i mean at least this entire franchise these two seasons they did a good job of surprising me with how different they can tell a story because i don't think like any other series could pull this off that i've seen before (laughs) to where i like wouldn't get bored and not watch it yeah uh, I don't know. I kind of got bored. <laughs> but you're gonna finish it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna finish it. It's definitely like only a little bit boring. It's it's more just I I feel yeah. There there's a big variety of some things, but uh, in kind of the way she the way everything is lies. It, it's all very a bit similar after a while. Yeah, which is it's okay. So. I guess I I don't I I like this show, but it's not just not my favorite. It's enough to keep us engaged, but yeah, like you said, I don't think either of us expect another season. We don't really want one, right? I didn't expect this season either, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't expect it because it's been a number of years. I think it was like twenty twenty or something when the first season came out. Okay, so it's not actually too long. Only three years. Yeah, but I mean, we can name so many other shows that we would want sequels to, right? Not not this one. Yeah. Well, we all used to name uh, 
devil's fire timer and look what we got so. and look what we got ah. <laughs> or the other one we always wanted it was the full metal panic sequel that one was also shit don't remind me draggle <laughs> so maybe we should just never get what we asked for and we should only ever get like original series new series not sequels yeah it might be okay except for akv 0048 We'll maybe do an episode on that. I have it, and I am ready to watch it. Oh, can't wait. Tune in again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast, or on our individual accounts at Dragon underscore Coon and at Anime BNB. Listen and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so we can continue to grow and improve. You can also find us on Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you next time.